This episode is brought to you by livingrelief.com, a Wolfpack-owned business that is your source for Delta-8, CBD, THCV, gummies, tinctures, chocolates, all North Carolina-based quality products that can help with sleep, anxiety, pain, and countless other medical benefits. Highly recommend checking these guys out. Their stuff is really good. And if you use code REDWHITE20, you get 20% off your first order. That's REDWHITE20. LivingRelief.com. Living, R-E-L-E-A-F.com. Thanks for listening. I was raised by the wolves. I was raised by the wolves. I was raised by the wolves. Apes and they fools. All right, folks, we are back with another edition of the Red White Podcast, emergency edition. I wish I had like some kind of alarm bells or something, but the news just came out that Isaiah Moore and Chandler Zavala are done for the year. Will, how does that make you feel? I thought about yelling, we're doomed, uh, when you were asking <laughs> for a sound effect there. Um, <laughs> it certainly sucks. Um I don't know if we said it last week or not that we couldn't really afford to lose either of these guys. I know we said it going to the season. I said Isaiah Moore, I thought was more important yeah. than anyone else on that defense. And, you know, here we are, but I don't know. I guess I'm of the opinion. It's uh, what we're, we're seven games into the season. We've lost five starters. Am I right? Yes. Pretty good, considering. Like, if you're going to have injuries pile up, you don't want it to the level that Clemson's at right now, that we were at in 2019. You know, like, there is a point where it just completely snowballs. Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe they'll shift some guys around. I don't know if... Can can Drake slide over, or can Drake just make all the calls and have the young guys playing responsibilities? I don't know. But... To me, it's just it's more pressure on the offense and and Tim Beck more than anything to to step their game up because you can't expect to win games like we were earlier in the year when we had all those guys and we had this you know awesome defense. It's it's going to have chinks in the armor now. So the ACC preseason defensive player of the year is out. The midseason ACC defensive player of the year is out. Our starting defensive tackle, future pro CJ Clark, he's out. Starting safety, Cyrus Fagan, he's out. Starting left guard, Chandler Zavala, he's out. And also, best um, uniform video announcer is out for the year, and Isaiah Moore, who had a great <laughs> video before this game. So it's a yeah. double double whammy. <clears throat> and, you know, I was having this conversation earlier today, and it was more around the, the Peyton Wilson injury. Right, and then now you add in Isaiah Moore, but with Wilson, I don't think the gap. And this is going to be hard to explain because I think Wilson is the lead. I think he's he was our best player. You lose him, and the drop off from him to Drake and Isaiah and Levi is not as drastic as now you're going from Isaiah to Devin Betty, mm-hmm. right? And I think. 
there's a drop off there. And I think that is, that's where you start to get concerned. And I think you're, you're, you're exactly right. I, the defense has been good most of the year this year. I, I think there's, you know, still some areas they need to clean up, but they've been strong. But you're not going to be able to win against the teams left on your schedule with defense alone now. And I think you need to change the offensive philosophy. Right, Dave made it a point in his press conference today that I just started listening to before we did this that, hey, we threw it 42 times Saturday. Well, how many of those are behind the sticks, behind the line of scrimmage, screen passes, swing passes, anything that is what they what they call extension of the run game? And that's great and all, but that's not what we're talking about when you're talking about throwing the ball. Use your weapons down the field, like stress teams vertically. That's what we're going to have to do in order to, to score, in order to win these next few games. I don't know if I, at this point, I don't know if I believe that we will make those adjustments. Do you? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> You know, I mean, you'd think it would be like an easy answer, yes. I mean, I I have no problem with using the pass game as an extension of the run game because, quite frankly, like you have to offset what you're losing there. But, yeah, I think I have a little bit more faith in that. I guess what I'd like us to see us do is, you know, you saw his ability on that QB draw. You know, it's time to let Larry be an extra person because I think you're going to have to do that at least against the, uh, the athletic teams. You're going to have to give them the additional count. And I think that's just kind of the stuff I want to see. Like I've been begging all year for them to put Ant Smith in the game more often and just keep, keep running him and just have that threat out there on the play action. Um, You know, they, they finally connect, they, they connected with him after I turned the TV off because most of the fourth quarter I just bailed. I was I was too emotionally exhausted. I'd had such a good day leading up to the game that I couldn't do it. So, um, it, just just you gotta take the predictability out of it, right? And I I sit there and I watch UVA and some of these other teams. They are able to make uh, whatever you want to say, chicken out of chicken shit, whatever, and. <laughs> There's no reason that Devin Leary and his arm can't make up for this. And I'd be willing to trade another interception, you know, an interception a game at this point to open it up and put I, I think I think our wide receivers are better than what our offensive line can give our running backs, if that makes sense. So to me, I think you just put it in his arm, you allow him to run a little bit more, or if you don't trust that. Bring in Aaron McLaughlin and just say, this is simple. It's read, run. We're going to go heavy. Like, I don't care. But just get creative. Just You can't trot out the defense, or sorry, the offense that we've put on the field the last three or four games and say, we'll just go out there and win, you know, getting 24 or 30 points. That's going to be enough. It won't be. I mean, I think you saw that, again, when you, if you watch any of the Wake Forest Army game, right? Wake Forest put up 70 points against Army. They gave up 56, but they scored 70. Uh, I don't know if our offense would put up 70 points ever. Like We could be playing Athens Drive, and I'm just not sure well, we would put up 70 points. I, that's one of those games where I'm sure that Dave Clawson did not want to hang 70 on a service academy, 
right? Right. Um, so to me, I mean, what I took from that game was Wake's defense isn't good. Like, right. it, it can be schemed out. I mean, it's just... it. It This is like an opportunity for Tim Beck to kind of get some cachet back to his name and show that he really is a, a, a big-time offensive coordinator, and it's going to certainly be tough. Um, you also hope that guys like Dylan McMahon, like, can can quickly acclimate at left guard and make it work there. Um, you know, like we were worried about the offensive line going into this season and everyone was focused on the running backs. And I was like, I just feel like we should have brought in a couple more bodies here. Um, and now we're seeing the results of, you know, you lose one guy essentially and it, and it completely can fall apart. You lose, I mean, we haven't even talked about like what happens if you lose Icky. Like, I mean, the season's probably over at that point. Like, you know, because then you don't know who's no, protected. Even yes, even with Zavala in there, the line has not been great. Right, the line has not been good enough to be what you rely on in these Power Five games. Right, I think it's been it's serviceable against teams that are inferior to you. But against a team that's athletically on par with where you are, the line had been good, even healthy. And we're still insistent on maintaining the philosophy that we're doing. Right? Right. That's at least how I take it. And I just think at some point they need to You need to pivot. You need to change your your thought process. I just I, I fully believe that we've been too rigid this whole time with how Dave handles his philosophies. And it all just depends on Dave because I'm not sure who's got the influence there, right? So when we say Dave, we're talking about Dave and the other coaches, right? Whoever's got the influence over that. Now, ultimately, shit flows uphill and it's, it's on to Dave. So you have to be less rigid here than saying, all right, we're going to line up one-to-one. We're going to go, you know, man-to-man and, do what we do, right? Impart our will on you and run the football. We haven't been able to do that. And I don't know when we've ever been able to do that. And I think it's just at times we need to just change. We need to be able to change. We need to be able to be more flexible and see, all right, we need to do something different. And I know it's not realistic to install an air raid offense in one week, right? Prior to game week. But you have concepts in your playbook that you've run that you can still leverage to do other things, right? We ran that mesh route despite the drops. You run the mesh and guys are open. Every time guys are running all over the field, right? We can do there. I'm sure they have more concept built on top of that, those formations. So I don't know, man. I, I want more from the offense. I know everybody is saying the same thing, right? Like everybody on Twitter has said the same exact conversation like let's we need to be more explosive we need to be more aggressive yeah there's and i mean it's 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 about taking a shot but also <clears throat> i know some people have noticed i can't remember what game it was but you know try try putting both ricky and bam in the backfield at the same time you know try i mean i don't know have we done any jet sweeps this year like try i haven't I don't recall one. Right, like yeah, I don't somewhere I, on this team, there are guys that can maybe make things happen, but you 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 just have to get a little funk, like a little funky to it. And um, you know, I know 
there's no reason you can't be a hard nosed football team that spreads the ball out and takes advantage of what you got. Like, you know, the, the most, the dumbest blue collar mentality out there is like being, you know, rigid and not willing to adapt to what you've got at the time in front of you. And I know right. Doran is really smart and I am sure that they are going to say, Hey, we got to, <laughs> we're going to have to manufacture stuff now. And the way I would do it is I would definitely attack deeper. Everyone's going to load the box against you. So play into that. Like first play of the game against Miami. I didn't really like this. Like I love the fact that they threw the ball, but keep, there's no need to send the running back out of the backfield. Keep him there. Play off your tendency to hand the ball off and see what you right. can get. So it's like, it's stuff like that. Like I, we're not using our tendencies to our advantage. We're just falling into them. So, I mean, I think they're going to have to really go back and look at their self-scouting again and say, okay, like, can't just run off the left side. Can't empty it out and make it so obvious. Got to occasionally fake the, you know, and and do the keeper in the RPO. Like, you're just going to have to be different and get uncomfortable and, and roll with it. I'd rather lose trying to be, trying to win differently than lose predictably. Yeah. All right. Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Right. We've all heard that quote before. Right. I think I I, I want to go back and watch this game, but in my recollection, and I, and I think you make a good point, right? We have a tendency to run the ball. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows where we're going to run it or what kind of runs are going to it's going to be, and then they just have to line up and stop it. So why aren't we running enough play action? Right. I I don't think we've run at least many play actions that I can immediately recall and I Miami did actually Miami did in in the game against us that's how they got guys open right they we bit on the run and that, that third and six, third and 16th they gave up in the end of the game was play action you watch uh Betty's eyes just go straight to the running back he starts creeping the line and he jumps it right over top of him to the tight end yeah I mean that's taking advantage we have to do more things we have to do more things like that right Oh, definitely. I mean, we also just need some luck to go our way a little bit too, right? Like, I mean, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll see what the status is going into this game for Louisville. But, you know, we need some injury luck uh, on our side right now. And my point is essentially, though, is, I, you know, everyone's, you know, even we're just doing it right now. But it's like, okay, yeah, Zavala's out. Well, Zavala was out last game. And he was out BC as well. It doesn't freaking matter. You're down one starter on offense. The whole thing can't collapse from one person, right? So my thing is just lean into what your strengths really are. Your strength is not running the ball like you want it to be. You've got great running backs, but you no longer can rely on that. So figure out a way to make that work and, and move on. Like there's, it's 2021. There's really smart people out there. I am sure Tim Beck can kind of find some wrinkles to take advantage of it. There's still 90, 95% of your personnel is available on offense. So yes, you know, just don't, don't, don't sink the ship right now, but we're saying take advantage of what you've got out there right now. There's no reason that you can't take exploit. Amezi Carter. I know he had drops or whatever. I didn't see the end of the game, but whatever. Wide receivers drop the ball occasionally. He also caught some pretty freaking amazing balls against Clemson. Let's give him a break. But Thayer, Rooks, Ant Smith, like, just shift your scheme to take advantage of that. And I'm sure in some effect that 
will ease the game up for the running backs as well. So just flip your personality for a game and see what happens. Because you know Louisville has the ability to score a lot of points fast. And they're going to stress the replacement players right now on defense. So you can't just yes. expect to ball control this game. If you get up, you know what? If you get up three scores or something miraculously in this game, I'll be fine if you want to go try to go time of possession at that point. But, you know, it's time to start games off with game winning scripts. And like we did it at BC and I was just shocked with how we approached this. Now that said, like the players, you got to get your shit together. Like these penalties and misassignments and things like this, like I don't care. Like at some point they got to do their job. They played super sloppy. There was like nobody in the stands that game. And yet they were acting like they were in front of Alabama. Like it's just, I don't know what goes on when we go on road trips sometimes, but that environment is like a pathetic environment. And I was shocked to see how just kind of undisciplined we were. I mean, I get Durden is fired up to be back in Florida probably, but you know, Durden's the only one that reacted to that possible snap infraction. The rest of the team sat there and played disciplined football. And they need right. to have a, a probably a team meeting, a player meeting, and remind everyone that all 11 of them on the field have to have it together the whole time. Do you think, and I know we've had this conversation before several times in the last couple of years, is there anything related to the strength and conditioning program mm-hmm. that is? I think there should be an evaluation done in the off season to see if Thunder can see if there's anything going wrong in, in the, in the strategy. Like, I mean, injuries are going to happen and especially how physical our defense tends to play. I mean, Gibson, Doran, those guys want to see those guys hitting people hard. So in some ways, like that could be a big factor as well. Just, the sheer tenacity that we play with consistently compared to other teams. But um, yeah, I think they'd be smart to look at it, man. Like there's been, it's, it's been too many injuries now over time. And I know Thunder does a great job of developing the guys, getting their bodies ready. And, you know, Isaiah Moore is built like an NFL linebacker. I mean, it's going to, you know, people in the NFL get injured too. And that play, yeah. I don't know if it was a freak play or I, you know, he came in and I thought he was delivering an, uh, an incredible hit. And then he spun out of that hit and, you know, shit just happens sometimes. Big bodies moving at fast speeds, going at different angles. It takes its toll. Um, you know. I agree. I think that the injuries are mostly luck, bad luck. You know, in some cases, bad technique, but I don't think that's been the case with us. Yeah. Like that, like you said, that more play, he was in there. He made a tackle wrapped up and kind of, it didn't even look like there was any pressure on his knee. I'm guessing he just twisted it a little bit the wrong way, you know, and I do agree that any good executive. So Dave, as the head coach is your executive has to have those kinds of evaluations. When you have a certain issue with the department, you need to have it, that end of the year evaluation and go through and, and what can we do to help, you know, better recovery or help do this or that, or, you know, anything to help, you know, avoid, do what you can to avoid things. But again, at the end of the day, it's football. You've got these guys that are 250 running four fives and just slamming into each other. People are going to get hurt. That's just how it works. And I, and when you have knees and things like that, I just, I don't know if that's avoidable, but I would, I would ask for, you know, I would have some evaluation done on it and, you know, bring in an outside opinion and see what can we do to improve this. 
And I'll just say this too, right? Like, I mean, this is why recruiting is important. And, yes. you know, the years where we had gaps in recruiting, it it was obvious the second guys come on the field. Now, young guys coming on the field, that's one thing, right? But it, it just goes to further the point that if you're going to not get the traditional four or five star players consistently, like when you have an injury, it you're already on a thin edge and it's going to knock you back and it's going to knock you back. So I just hope the depth yeah. is good, right? We've absorbed it elsewhere, right? But one thing we said earlier in the season was like, hey, you know, we could take injuries at linebacker in one or two spots, but you can't really have it with your captain and your best player. Right. I mean, I think we'd be feeling the same way if it was Isaiah Moore was still there, but Peyton and Drake were out. We'd still be having a problem. Right. But I think people had a false sense of security about that linebacker group and didn't think about two starters going down there and, you know, just got to coach them up fast. I mean, hopefully Gibson can kind of make it simple on those kids too. I mean, that's the other factor. Year nine, and this is probably a conversation for another day because I know we're keeping this short. You have to have the depth to overcome some of these positions. I do think we do at linebacker. It's still impossible to replace two elite NFL linebackers. But on the offensive line, I think you need to have better depth than we, we currently do. Yeah. That it becomes an issue, you know, and I think we'll, we'll get into that later, especially at this point in his tenure. It's not like this is year three or four, you know, this is year nine. You should have some, you know, protection from some of that. And I agree with you've been saying this for eight months now is that we should have gotten more linemen in the portal. I agree. I think it's it's apparent. You need more high impact guys and you need more linemen. So we'll be back later in the week, y'all. We wanted to get this in because it's an important topic. I think everybody's having the same conversation right now. It's just time to, you know, pivot a little bit. Don't. Don't put it all on your defense. Your offense has to adjust and has to be dynamic if you want to win these last four games. Because none of these teams are scary. They're all winnable games. But three of the four of them have pretty good offenses. And I'd argue Florida State's offense is getting a lot better, even if it is a bit one-dimensional. So we'll be back later in the week with our usual pod and our pregame. It might even do one tonight. Uh, with Zach for another deeper post-game look at the Miami game. But as always, thanks for listening. Go back. Go pack. (laughs) It was a delayed one. I was right.